Welcome, welcome to Season 7, Episode 2 of the Purple Rains Podcast. I'm your host, T.T. James, and this is Run, Test, Test, Run. Run, Test, Run. (laughs) So, in this one, if you read the description, we're talking about the Chosen again to find out what exactly were they or were you chosen for. People love to be chosen. Ooh, there was something I was supposed to look up before I started this. So maybe if I, well, I can't look it up now because I would have to pause this podcast and then I'll lose train of my thoughts. So I'm just going to go with what I know. The song called Run, I literally wrote it down so I wouldn't forget and I forgot. So there's a new song out called Run and it features Dave Chappelle. I don't remember the other artists who are in it. Uh, it might come back to me throughout this podcast, but there's a song right now called Run. It's called Run, but the hook is Run Nigga Run, okay? And then there's a movie that uh, is, uh, there's a trailer out for a movie that should be coming out sometime at the end of the year called The Woman King featuring Viola Davis. Now, the reason I mentioned this first is because I want to talk about uh, programs, old world programs that were already established and that we're coming out of, and then the programs that are going, programs for the new world, new world programs that the chosen, quote unquote, are being uh, tested for. So that's what they were t- chosen for. I'll give it away. I'll say that first, and then I'll um, explain later and so the the black quote unquote black bot program is this program where it's for the blacks for the group that we know as black but it's really a uh, dichotomy program like the black white program and that's why at the same time you have these concurrent programs like the black the woman king obviously it's a female but we're calling her a king they could have just called it a queen or some name that's related to queen but they decided to call her the woman king for some reason obviously that's a dig again against black women to equate black women with men with strong black women are like men okay so it's supposed to do that But at the same time, it's making the strong black woman look so powerful and ready, ready. So you're not really going to get upset at it. How could you really? You're just going to think of as much as people claim to hate the strong black women. They love seeing these movies where women are playing powerful role. All right. So they could have named it anything besides a male um, an adjective to describe a male or a noun to describe a male, but with a female adjective, you know. Anyway, that was done intentionally, but they have this movie coming out and then they have um, this song that's coming out at the same time. And if you hear the song, you, I, I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of the guy. Let me quickly ask my son what it is. All right. Oh, was I recording? I'll have to clip that. Okay. So it's um, Killer Mike. Dave Chappelle features in it. And um, Young Thug, okay? And Young Thug is supposed to still be in prison. So you have this in prison book who's 
wrapping from the inside, I guess. And then you have this guy. I know Killer Mike is really political and leans to the left. You know, he's always leaning Democratic. And then you have Dave Chappelle, who's, of course, the biggest black op out there right now. And so you have these black ops in this song that's supposed to get people hyped up for the summer. So obviously it, it appears that there will be a lot of riots or BLM stuff, whatever, the usual black riot and black chaos that happens during the summer and you already see the stories being lined up you know blm is sharpening their spears and then you have um a police shooting out in the u.s that is more than likely going to be the focal point for this thing and the black program or this black op what they got going on is this thing where you can't just be a guy who got killed by the police, okay? If you happen to be black, you can't be just a guy who got killed by police. You have to be a black man who was shot by police. Not only a black man, but you have to be an unarmed black man who was shot by police. Even if you are an armed black man who was shot by police, at the time that you were shot by police, you had to be unarmed black man shot by police okay and there's a reason why they do that to say that he was unarmed he doesn't he wasn't carrying a weapon even if he was at the time he wasn't he was unarmed defenseless black man who was shot by police all right if anyone else gets shot by police they're not going to say this asian man who was shot by a white cop there but you when it's a black man they have to say he was unarmed black man shot by a white officer okay now, this thing is the black program. At the same time that they have the black program stewing, they also have the Trump and the January 6th insurrection thing boiling over. And these are going to all boil over all at the same time because it's scheduled that way. It's programmed that way. And then you have the Georgia Guidestones that's supposed to be mysteriously blown up by some random who people are trying to equate with the white Christian nationalist patriot bot. So you have the black bots and the black ops, and then you have the white bots and the white ops. Okay. It, with these two programs. That's the narrative around these two people. And in some way, they should collide. They've already lined up um, the white bots to collide with the LGBT. They won't have the black bots colliding. Well, Dave Chappelle kind of did, but they won't have the black bots necessarily colliding because the black and the LGBT are supposed to be on the same team. But we're supposed to be approaching an era or a time where all of these systems are supposed to clash and collide. So we, and then when you clash, you collide, then you, you join together, you coagulate. And so that's the idea is that you're going to get all of these groups, um, colliding and then eventually they become one. So for the blacks, you have the blacks. And then for the whites, you have the whites, you need that duality, but for all other groups, they will not necessarily be focused on a race. They usually rally or riot for ideologies and schisms and so on. So it's not necessarily race specific, their causes or whatever. They'll talk about religious stuff, political, socioeconomic, now environmental and sex, things like that. So it's never race specific. If you talk about a so-called Arab, you won't 
talk about the race of the Arab. You equate the Arab with whatever, more than likely um, terrorism or anti-Muslim sentiments, okay? But uh, in general, you don't add race to the Arab and say black Arab, white Arab, right? So these, this is the clash of the old world programs. All of these old world programs are supposed to collide. They've already been tested. And so they already know how people operate within these programs, how they think, how you can use these programs to get them upset or use these programs to make them feel proud and so on, so on. We know how people operate within their religious, racial, sexual, so on, so on, groups, socioeconomic groups. Excuse me, but now we have the new world programs that the chosen are being chosen to test these new world programs. And so I'm going to, this looks like it's going to be a quick one. And so I'm just going to go through a few of the things that are the basic categories of these tests. So there are three categories. There's patience. Uh, there's perception and there's energy. I remember during the, um, the COVID crisis pandemic thing, they said, they kept talking about PPEs and it, it's supposed to stand for personal protective equipment. All right. But that the PPE in this case is the patient's perception, energy, energy or endurance and what that would look like. So a lot of people feel they're, uh, chosen. But uh, any, all of the people who feel they're chosen are, the majority of the people who think that they're chosen are already um, aligned with or attached to old school programs. So if that's what you are, the uh, if you, not you personally, but the you, the general you, if a person is attached to an old school program, they're, they're not necessarily chosen because the chosen are, t are chosen for the new world programs. All right, so religion is not a new world program. So, but the idea of the chosen was brought in by way of the old world programs. So when it comes to these new world programs, when it comes to patience, I'm gonna look at that first. Now, the reason why you have to have patience, and this is for, if you, th if you think that you are a chosen one, let me approach it like that. If you think that you are a chosen one, or if you believe in this idea of the chosen one, then these are the traits that you will have. These are the tests that you are going to be put through. And if you recognize any of these tests, then you'll know that you were so-called chosen. But I'm going to clarify the chosen and the choice uh, the chosen, the choosers, and the choice at the end when I'm finished explaining these um, tests. All right, so test number one is patience. Your patience will be tested if you really are chosen, so-called, quote-unquote, um, okay? Now, time will, it has already, but it will slow down. A long time ago when the female sex wasn't centered around race, when the female sex channel on YouTube was actually something I enjoyed doing. And I had about 500 subscribers at the time. So it was like the real deal subscribers, the one who actually were engaged and interested. I was, I made a video at that time talking about how I believe that the universe, when we talk about the expanding universe, that it meant that we more light matter was being created or formed in the universe. And now because the universe is more dark, it will 
more than likely become all light. That's the end game. And then it will implode in itself and then it will start all over. And so the goal of our universe is to become a light matter, complete light. So, so the light is meant to take over the dark on a, on a cosmic or universal level. All right. So that was my theory. And I still, I still kind of, I do, I do still believe in that theory. Um, until I, until I'm proven otherwise, I guess that right now it still seems that way to me. And so another thing I started doing lately is I started swimming again for a while. I just learned how to swim maybe three or four years ago, like actual swimming. Um, and I stopped, but then I recently this summer picked it up again. All right. And I noticed that I wasn't able to swim a full 25 meters anymore, a full 25 meters across the whole pool without getting exhausted. I was getting exhausted. So what I was doing while I was swimming is that I would swim for as far as I could, and then I would stop and start doing lunges in the pool. And as I'm doing lunges in the pool, and you'll notice this, if you exercise in the pool, it's a great way to get exercise, even if you can't swim, to go into um, into like waist length water and exercise there. And so you'll find that when you are moving through water, obviously you slow down, all right? It's a little harder to push through water. It takes a lot more patience. You can do lunges easy, easy, and squats and so on, so on, and run and move and walk. When you're outside of... Um, thick water like what um thick water <laughs> when you're outside water but but when you're in water well yeah thick water because you, if you're in the shower for example you can exercise and move around in the shower because the water's not thick when i say thick water that's what i mean you're like you're in a lot of water how do you even say that but um so it takes a lot more force to move through it it takes a lot more patience a lot more time and when our if our universe is changing and all these light all this light matter is being formed that's literally changing space and if space changes then time will change and that's because time is based on events that happen within the space and so if space is changing physi physically then obviously time will follow that and so it will require a lot of patience if you're moving through a thick darkness that's slowly becoming light then it's going to take time and as that takes time to develop and to be created all of these light matter and light elements then it's going to require a lot of patience and so you're going to require um patience when you are here in this world, if you are working on creating something or developing something, if you really are a chosen one, then you're going to be patient with it. If you're working on a book or a painting or something that you've been working on for even years, you know, you're going to stick with it and you're going to be patient with it and patient with what you're creating and take your time and know and appreciate it that these type of things do take time. So now when it comes to uh, perception, you can, it means that this is the second test is perception. And it means that you will be able to discern what is real from what is fake. What is, for example, uh, today, 
or earlier, I guess I should say yesterday, because by the time this goes up, it will be Wednesday. But on the 12th, on the Tuesday, the James Webb telescope that was supposedly sent out into galaxies far, far away came back with these images. And when I was looking at the images, there was no part of me that was in awe and believed that I was looking at my universe or a universe outside of here. It looked, it didn't look real. And it's not because I don't want to believe it. It's because I just, there's no part of me that right away believed it. If I really saw an image that I believed was incredible, like when I see volcanoes erupting, I think they're incredible. When I see natural disasters, I think it's incredible. I'm actually in awe. But I didn't get that from these images at all. And I feel that there's something inside me telling me that they are not real. A lot of that has to do, I, I was saying to someone earlier, is that is our perception of light itself. If we were taking images outside of our, the reason why we see light the way we see light and we see matter the way we see matter is because of the um, the light spectrum. You know, you have the light that goes through a prism, which a prism is our environment, and then it's reflected in a certain way here on Earth. Our eyes perceive things here on Earth because our eyes are made up a certain way. But if we were outside of our atmosphere, the colors and it wouldn't show up the same. So why would the why would this thing be coming back with images of colors that that appear? in an Earth's atmosphere. Like, it just doesn't make sense. You would think that the the things would be more, like, um, radio, what do you call that when they're more, I, I can't, I can't think of it, radioactive, I guess, what, like, more glowy, I would think. I would think it would be more glowing and, you know, more neon colors, more colors that are formed by other gases other than oxygen, hydrogen, you know? Anyway, so I just didn't believe it. <laughs> so that's one of the things. Like you, you, your perception of things, of life and life events and things like that become a little clearer. Like you can see an event going on and like in the conspiracy sphere, I, f I follow it. But it, I, like I said, I mentioned in an earlier podcast, a lot of the people in this uh, community, they get stuck on the narrative and they start, you know, analyzing and pulling apart the narratives and the numbers and all of that stuff. And, and that's focusing on the narrative when someone who's has good discernment or good perception, they're able to know that or see that it's not about the narrative. It's about it happened. You know, if the towers came down, it happened. So why did it happen? Not this is how it happened and it can't happen this way and the buildings can't or metal can't burn or whatever, whatever, right? You wouldn't get fixed on the details so much. You understand that, yeah, there are details and you're in your mind, you've already processed all those details. You know that it's because of those details why you can't believe certain things happen a certain way. But you don't spend your days worried about the narrative. You focus more on, okay, well... The concern is why did it happen? It happened. You can't take that back. You know, you can't argue with it that, like I said, these types of things, the narratives are, you know, these types of detail or the official story is fixed in the narrative or whatever, or the narrative fixed the official fixes the official story, however you want to see it. But you can't argue about it 
there's no point in trying to pull it apart or, you know, showing people the truth of it. It doesn't matter. The fact is that it happened. It, it, the fact that it did happen, even if these things are CGI, a CGI image was released. The same thing with this James Webb telescope. It doesn't matter if I believe it or not. It was released. The idea is that you want to see if people do believe it. People do believe that it was released. People do believe the images are real. So now you have to work with that. You have to work with the reality that's been created. Do you understand? So even though it's not real, even though these things are fake, it exists, you know, as a falsehood. It still exists and that makes it part of the greater truth. You know, even the lies that are told eventually become part of a greater truth. If I say to you that I'm seven feet tall, that's a lie. But it's true that I said it, <laughs> you understand? So your lies are a part of the greater truth anyway, if you can follow, if you have perception, if you're a chosen one, you should know what I mean. So uh, is, can you perceive beyond your five senses? And so that's the most important thing. I talked about the pineal a lot in the last season and that's what the pineal gland is for. It's for you to, if you were blind, like a Helen Keller type, like even that story, I don't even <laughs> But if you are like blind, deaf, and dumb, like you can't see, you can't hear, you can't speak, um, for whatever reason, you can't touch anymore and you can't smell. Let's say all your five senses were completely gone. Well, you're still here. You should still be able to, by way of your pineal and other senses beyond your five senses, you should be able to perceive with your sixth, seventh, eighth, whatever sense that you have, right? And then even when, if, even if you can't perceive a lot, even if you were dumb, deaf, blind, and all of it, right? And you went to sleep, you would still have dreams and you would be able to walk, talk, smell, and all that, taste and all that in your dream. And so it having perceptions beyond the five senses is another sign that you're a so-called chosen one, all right? And then the final test, I'm going to take a quick break here, have me a sip of water, and then I'll talk about the final test and um, what these tests actually mean. I'll be right back.
right, all right, I'm back with energy and endurance. I was talking earlier about how I'm trying to build my endurance in swimming. Um, it was something I was disappointed in myself with because I can walk long distances. I can walk two, three hours if I want. So it, I was disappointed that I couldn't um, swim 25 meters. <laughs> Uh, but I'll get there and I'm going to push through it. I'm going to build my endurance. I will endure. I will be patient with myself. I'm going to build up that energy. And that's one way that I'm testing myself. I'm testing myself to say, if I'm able to do this, if I'm able to push through it, then that will be a goal that if I accomplish it, then I'm going to be proud of myself. Now, this is an example of what I mean by endurance um, and building up your energy, the energy to stick long with stick long enough with something so how long does it take before you quit or how long does it take for you to anger let's say so if you're working on a project on that project that thing that you're trying to create or a part of you that you're trying to develop are you able to stick with it until you get to the end of it no matter what the end result is even if you get to the end you accomplish it and then for whatever reason it doesn't work out. Did you make it to your goal? So if your goal is to write a book, you've written the book, you've completed it, everything's done, but you didn't publish it or it you published it, but it didn't sell well, or it sold well, but not as much as you wanted it to or whatever. Did you complete the goal that you had in mind, your mission or whatever? Um, now, if you're someone who quits because you're afraid to fail, then you're not one of the chosen ones. Now, there is there is a difference between quitting because you're afraid to fail and stopping when you know that um, something is not meant to be done. Okay, so for example, you're go you're in a bad relationship because people will usually hear people say something like that, like don't quit, don't leave, and they automatically think, well, what if you're smoking? Wouldn't you want to quit smoking? <laughs> or if you're in a relationship and it's a bad relationship, wouldn't you want to leave that person? So they'll use this analogy, right, or these examples. But I'm not talking about that. First of all, you should shouldn't have gotten into something that was had a never negative impact anyway that didn't contribute to your growth and development. Bad relationship and cigarettes and alcohol and drugs and all that don't contribute to your growth and development and so you will have already failed the first um, two tests if you're already in a bad relationship or you're smoking drinking drugging like um, dependent on those things like it's people go through bad relationships I've been through bad relationships but it's knowing or being dependent on the bad relationship. That's the wrong thing, right? It, we all experience these things. We experience drinking, drugging, dancing, whatever, fucking, sucking, all, all the things, right? Sex, drugs, rock and roll. Not everybody experienced all of it, but, you know, in general, we experience a vice in our lifetime. That don't make us bad people. It's the dependency on it that's the problem. If your life depends on these negative things and these things that are not even contributing to a growth development, you're not creating anything, you're not growing, no nothing, then that's the bad thing, right? So yeah, you would quit that. <laughs> but that's not the type of quitting I'm talking about. I'm talking about you actually doing something, you have a mission, you're, you've been patient with it, you've, you know, you've perceived it to be something that needs to be done. 
and now you're on your mission, you're doing it, but for whatever reason, maybe you're discouraged. Um, people around you are discouraging you or um, maybe someone else is on the same mission and they seem to be surpassing you or you're not being rewarded as you think you should with earthly prizes. Did you quit for those reasons? Did you quit because you felt that you were a failure or did you have the patience enough um, to endure? Did you feel like it, you or can you um can you endure? That's more like the question, right? And if you can, that's the, or if you are a so-called chosen one, then you will be tested in that way. You will be tested in, in a whatever mission you're on. You'll be tested to see if you can endure. So if you start a new position and you know, this is the job for me, I'm supposed to be doing this and other people around you, coworkers are discouraging you. Can you stick with it? Can you endure? You know, a job is probably not the best example here, but I'm sure you know what I mean. And also, can you maintain your, um, your sanity and your body? So your mental and your physical, your mental, spiritual, physical, or I should say physical, metaphysical, let's say that. Can you maintain your sanity. A great example of this is always going to be COVID and the pandemic. I think that was the greatest test for everyone, a test of endurance for a lot of people. And so that's like the best example that I can come up with. It's not like I, oh, I want to talk about the pandemic all the time, but I think that was one of the greatest tests of humanity. And I said um, when it first happened that I was grateful that it did happen because it opened my eyes to a lot of things about the world I was living in. Like I was still in some way under um, the blind, the blindfolds were still on for me in some way, you know, the veil had not completely been lifted. You know, I was still trying to um, achieve or whatever, you know, the middle class goals and stuff like that, middle income goals and whatever, you know, what people want in this life. And so... It wasn't until that happened where I was tested and I realized that the reality I was living in was nothing like what I perceived it to be and what I thought it was. The earthly rewards that we all thrive for or at one time thrived for was not worth it anymore. So I realized that and I was never freer than or not freer, but you know what I mean. I, I, I've never felt more light, you know, than I do now and more at peace um, and at ease and sure about myself and my decisions than I am now. I had a lot of doubts and I was looking to other people to reward me and to give me accolades and to say, you know, I belonged somewhere. I was still in a sense waiting for that, you know, wanting to get degrees. I had just graduated from a program. I recently went back to school just before that happened. So uh, clearly I was looking for something, you know? And so, that all went away and so there was a test in that everyone was tested their patients were tested whether you were in a lineup whether you endured like oh we're going to take your job if you don't do this or we'll give you money you were tempted there are a lot of things that happened in that time that tested people's endurance 
and their spirit? Were they able to get through it or did they break at some point? And if you made it through it without doing something that you didn't want to do, like if you're someone who actually believed in all of it, you believed in the tests and you believed in the vaccine, then that's great. You did what you believed in. I'm talking about the people who only did it because if they didn't, then they couldn't work or if they didn't, then they couldn't go to the movies, stuff like that. You know, those type of people did, they gave in. The people who actually believed it, they did what they believed in. And so everyone was tested in that way. Did you trust your self that you were able to maintain your own physical health? Did you trust what you came into this world with, all of the bacteria and the actual viruses and bacteria that you came into the world with or that you acquired while you were here, those things, those natural things, quote unquote, God-given things that were supposed to help you to maintain. Did you believe in that? Did you believe in the hormones that you were born with? Do you believe in the sun and how your body can metabolize the sun and give you all of the hormones and all of the energy that you needed? Or did you give in and trust in man's medicine? It depends. Whatever you believe in, whatever. There's no answer to that. The, the, the chosen ones will know whether or not they really endured. If you are truly chosen, you would know if you made the right decision or if you just made a decision because you were afraid of the alternative. And so... The other question to ask yourself if you believe that you are a chosen one is, um, can you accept your limitations? Now, nobody, I've always said that you can be a perfect you. There is no quintessential perfect, but you are supposed to thrive or strive to be your perfect you, the perfect you that you can be. There's only one you in the world and you should be in this world to learn as much as you can about yourself to become as strong as you possibly can to become as mentally and physically strong as you possibly can to be able to endure as much as you can and to know as much as you can that doesn't mean you're going to know everything you're not a bot but it the goal here is to know about you and then to do the best that you can do with who you are contribute as much as you can in this world, not to be what other people want you to be. You know, you didn't come into this world to earn a master's or a doctorate. That wasn't the best that you can be. That may be part of it, but that wasn't your purpose. That was a purpose that was created by someone else. And then you fulfilled the, the obligation or whatever, the requirement or, you know, um, the expectation or whatever, but it wasn't something that we don't get, we're not born into this world thinking the only thing we're born into this world knowing and wanting for sure is to grow and develop who we are and if we were never introduced to any university and anything like that then we would you know we would be satisfied anyway right but then man introduces all of these physical earthly worldly things and we feel like we have to go for those right but can you under can you accept your limitations like if you understand what a perfect you looks like you know that you're not aiming to be like i'm not i'm not a good basketball player i don't play basketball and if i look at other people playing basketball it's not going to make me want to be like oh i wish i could play basketball like him or be jealous of that person or whatever because that's not me 
right? So do you understand that there's a place for you and there's a limit for you? You know, when I talk, anyway, I shouldn't, I was gonna, I was about to define limits or whatever, but your limitations, you are limited to who you are is what I mean, right? That we shouldn't be trying to be like other people. So if you're chosen, you understand your limitations. You understand what you know and what you don't know, what you're good at and what you're not good at. And you don't have to be good at everything in this world where where you are trained to want to be good at everything else. That's why a lot of the young people in the last couple of years were um, having body issues, self-image issues and things like that because, or a lot of people going through what they're calling dysphoria because they're not happy with who they are. They come into this world and they're not happy and they see other people on social media and they're not happy. They become, they look and they compare themselves, look at other people and compare themselves to other people and start looking beyond the limits of who they are. And now they're not developing the perfect you now you I'm talking about general you again the general you is not developing the perfect you that you can be now your goal is to become that other person who's on social media when if you had just stuck within your limits and who you are and grow and develop who you are then you would be great you understand <laughs> and so do you know your limits? That's another test. You're going to be tested with that. And you should be able to say, yeah, I'm not that great at math, but I'm, uh, this is what I'm, I am great at and so on. Now, when it comes to this, um, this thing about being the chosen, all right, there are those who are chosen. Okay. A quote unquote chosen. They will be chosen. They think they're the chosen ones. They really believe they are chosen and they believe that they are chosen by a God that was created by man. And then there are those who choose. And the ones I'm talking about in this video is the ones who choose. Those are the ones that are actually the quote unquote chosen. All right. The, the the real deal now because i let me clarify that because people want to say they're chosen but if you are chosen that means someone selected you for something all right but the test that i'm talking about you're going to be tested this is the real test that you'll go through the ones who are chosen quote unquote are going to be going through the old world tests because these are old world ideas, this idea of being so-called chosen by the God of man. But if you are the chooser, then these are the tests, these tests that I'm talking about are for you. So this is kind of a test run for you. For the chosen, quote unquote, the old school, <laughs> the old school or old world chosen, then the tests have already ready been run. So it's like run test. When you're talking about a computer program, you just set something up and or you code something, you code a program and then you have to run it, right? You have to run a test to see if it works. So that's a, a lot of people um, are either testing a new, testing the new world program like run test and there are people who are going through a test run, <laughs> right? Anyway, whatever. 
there are people who have already been tested in the old world programs and those are the ones who seem to think they're chosen but the ones that i was talking about now who's going through this test run is um the choosers okay but no matter which way you look at it whether you're a chosen or a chooser you are the choice all right so who do you want to make you who do you want to make that choice you or someone else and so you have to decide do you want to be chosen or do you want to be the chooser now here i'll use this to clarify it even more there's a, there's a organization called Mensa. I don't even know how, exactly how it works or how you get into Mensa or whatever. But the idea is that if you are a genius, if you have an IQ of whatever, however they test you for that, then they you are welcome or inducted into Mensa. You're welcome to join Mensa. But Mensa doesn't create geniuses. You can't go to Mensa and then because you went through these processes at Mensa that or as part of this group that you become a genius. So Mensa doesn't make the genius, the geniuses make Mensa. And so that's like the chosen. If you, if you are chosen or you're claiming to be chosen, you're already a genius. So what do you need to be chosen for? Mensa chooses these geniuses just so that Mensa can look good. So, it, but without these geniuses, Mensa wouldn't be what it is. And so you're chosen by whom or by what? And you're making that thing great just by virtue of you being the so-called chosen. Do you understand? Like if you weren't, if there were no chosen ones, what would the God be without it? This God of man, what, what would be the point if there was no one to choose? Do you understand? So obviously you are obviously the choice. You make the God what it is. You make the chooser what it is. If the chooser has no options, the chooser is nothing. Okay, so it's more important to be um, the chooser and, and knowing that you are the choice than to be the chosen, knowing that you're not even the chooser. <laughs> anyway, if you're the so-called choice chosen or the chooser, then I'm sure you understand what I meant to say. I'm going to leave it there for this one. Thank you for listening. Until the next one, take care of yourself.